0: Welcome to Effortless Living, Living an Easier Life. I'm Susan Thompson, your host, and with me today is by popular demand, Blake O'Neill.
1: Hi everyone, how are you?
0: Isn't that a lovely voice? I just love it. So today, the topic we're going to touch on is how to lift heaviness in your life.
1: So before we get into the main topic of the day, we've got a question from last episode, which we really appreciate. So I've got Sam4870 on YouTube. Thank you very much for the comment. Um, Would you please explain better your morning routine using a journal and secondary energy?
0: Oh, what an excellent question. So thanks uh, Sam for leaving the comment and for listening and for participating and offering that question. Um, It's a big question. I think we could probably have a whole podcast on that one topic. On
1: just the morning routine. The
0: morning routine and making this so that it makes your day uh, easier. And this was in the context, if you remember, last podcast we did was Mm -hmm. primary versus secondary. Secondary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so at that time, I explained um, very briefly that in the morning, I will um, uh, sit down and I make a list, which... We categorized as... Primary. Primary. Mm -hmm. He he passed the pop quiz. (laughs) As primary energy, Uh, but then I go into secondary energy with that list. And I basically set it aside for the rest of the day. And I'm not referencing the list again. Right. Which goes back to that part of really trusting that process of the secondary energy. Now, maybe it's because I'm from a different generation, but when I write something down, and actually, I think this is a universal truth. Okay. When we speak it, or when we write it, it has more of a propensity to be and become. If we keep it private and inside, that's one thing, which we're going to talk about that actually in today's episode, Uh, but when we take action by either speaking those words or writing it it does something to the the vibration in the life of of the thought
1: right you you speak it into the universe and you make it you make it your own yeah yeah more real more real yeah yeah
0: and um, so that's part of that that mourning process it is a bit of primary energy I try to take more of an eagle-eye view of my day. Um, I don't go into minutiae, so my list is usually a maximum of five things. I think once you get beyond that, then you're becoming more into the minutiae, which is going back into more primary energy.
1: Sure, but so like your five things, are they like, get dressed, (laughs) eat breakfast, or are they like, what I want to accomplish today? Well, What are those couple things you put in
0: yeah um they are more the the things that i feel i need to get accomplished some of them are super duper important and some of them are just uh a chore or a task that i need to get done
1: and it's it because you're putting it to paper it it almost is ingraining in your head so Mm -hmm. your secondary recall of those items is a lot a lot quicker a lot more like oh yeah i gotta do this and it's it's not like I got to do it, but it's something in your mind that you you already know you're going to do. That's, you okay. know.
0: Oh, I love that. I yeah. love the way you said that. It's in your mind that it's almost like it's already done. Right. And I think that's the, the secondary energy part of this. That was well said, Blake, because what I what I want people to do to try to make their life easier is that trusting the secondary energy. So once I make my list, this is the challenge I put the list away and I don't go back and refer to it. Right. That's hard. And maybe then the next morning, when I sit down with my cup of coffee, I still have my notebook and I'll open it up and at that point I'll review the list. And what's what's interesting or almost magical about it when you put it into secondary energy is that some of those things have taken care of themselves. Right. Whether I've taken action on them or not, they floated to the surface. And they took care of themselves again, just simply by putting it out there in word, whether it's a spoken word or a written word, and then it's a it's letting go and not being so um, tied to the that I need to check off that checklist. Right. So just give me a second. I'm going to get my book because it's right there. And I, I'm going to just give a real tangible example of how that day went. All right. So, for example, again, there's nothing really profound here. I wrote down Amazon returns slash UPS and Kohl's because that's where I have to take my Amazon returns. Do you have to cough?
1: <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. Oh.
0: <laughs> I know. And then Costco, which is a big journey for me because it's so huge. And then my phone calls. Okay. working on the audio system here. Okay. So I thought I would call this particular company and talk to them about a good uh, podcast setup. And then calling my doctor um, or making a change in my doctor's plan. And then something always that is carving out a little bit of personal uh, cultivation. And whether that's meditation whether it's alone time or sitting down and having a, a cup of tea or in this case i put standing meditation
1: yeah and i mean uh, every single person is going to be different um on your personal time yeah um i have a i had it i had a tree in my backyard that was dead and had been dead for over a year and my me time I got a Christmas present, and I cut that thing down. I ripped out its root system, and, you know, that was my me time.
0: That's excellent. Tossed in
1: my headphones, listened yes. to our podcast, and just did it.
0: Well, and see, I love that because it's so different than my me time. Right. And yet it's it's it feeds you. Right. Uh, and the other thing about that is... Oh, it fits so well into the con- the topic for today. Oh, good. <laughs> Is that you could have looked at that as a, a chore and like, oh, man, you know, I and you could have been beating yourself up like oh, I haven't done this for uh, however long you said. Yeah, over a year. OK, yeah, you could have been beating yourself up and feeling guilty every time you looked at it and all of that. But instead, you reframed it yeah. and you made it your me time. Mm-hmm. And um, that's 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 really a tremendous skill. That's a a tremendous skill, to to turn something like that, and maybe that is something you really, really enjoy, but to turn something like that into a me time is part of this topic that we have today of lifting the heaviness. That's a perfect example. It's awesome. You know, from heaviness to something light, and moving that into your own me time. So you can see now that my list isn't profound and i only what have five things five things now i put it this, is that big in her <laughs> yeah that's it
1: literally like maybe two and a half inches
0: so if you find yourself getting into minutia and your whole page then you're in primary energy just go into secondary energy be a little playful about it think if i had the ideal day how what would make me feel better about um this day and mm-hmm. doesn't mean, and it's not like the mountain out there. Like, oh, I would put up five YouTube videos with g- keyword optimization, and not nah, be realistic. Amazon return, mm-hmm. okay? And then I put it away. Yeah. So the next morning, when I looked at this, um, yeah, I looked at this. What was interesting is that that's actually not the list I was looking for. But what was interesting is a lot of these took care of themselves. So for instance, if I had gone into primary energy and went down my checklist, I would have gone to Amazon Returns first. Well, it so happened that this, that morning another Amazon gift came to me, and it didn't fit, and I needed to return it. So had I been fixated on this primary energy, gone again, I would have had to go again. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it took care of itself. Because it was there, this came in in a timely way, and I was able to now c- to uh, put it in with the other returns. And so, have I checked this off yet? This was just yesterday. No. But it's still there, and it's still um, uh, growing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still...
1: C- Cultivating? C- yeah,
0: I guess so. You know, yeah. something simple like Amazon returns. Right. Um, and then the other one I had on here was the, the dentist and call, having to call the dentist. And who likes to do that, right? Ugh, that's talk about heaviness. And lo and behold, it was on my list. I more or less spoke it in written word. The dentist called me.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Took care of itself. So many of the things that were on my checklist took care of itself in that way. Now, did I get them all done? No. Was it the end of the world? No do i the next day try to add on a whole lot more no i'll go back i review it maybe this one's not relevant today so i'll cross that out
1: okay so like in those terms so your amazon returns still aren't done
0: no they're not they're not <laughs> but i but don't feel are they important that? today
1: or are they like let let's let's, yeah. let's just say tomorrow is sunday uh, you know? So, yeah. Are they really important on a Sunday to get Amazon returns done?
0: So in one respect, it's a little easier. It's less crowded. Sure. And I have to take it into the store and all of that. Um, so the what's the crux of your question?
1: I just didn't know if Kohl's was open on Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it is. Okay. <laughs> and no, we're not getting paid to mention their name. Uh, yeah. So it might be easier that okay. day. Okay. Um You know, this has been a a process that I've cultivated over the many, many years. Uh, I did start out with the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm -hmm. I was very... ritual about that every morning I would sit down I had my categories and then I would think of the what he calls the big rocks like what would be the most important thing I could get done under my category of home mm-hmm. what's the most important thing I could get done today under business and then under family and so forth but as I have developed to me that was um, primary energy that's a starting place but as you grow and develop and you learn to trust the secondary energy, mm-hmm. um, you don't need it to be quite as structured because what really needs to be taken care of, if you trust this, floats to the top. It's, it's that floating to the top. So as far as the morning routine, I, I would encourage you to uh, play with this and not be too regimented about it. Put Jot down a few things. Keep it to five or less, I would say, at most seven. And um, put it away. And then let it go. And the next day, look at it. But don't judge like, oh, I forgot to do this. Or, oh, I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also be aware of what floated to the surface in your day that you did take care of that you didn't even have to write down, but that may have been important. And then I think you'll find that the things that you did write down will eventually float to the surface and end up almost taking care of themselves. Whether it's you finally make it to Amazon return or um, another thing comes in and now you can compartmentalize it a little better. Yep. So it's it's kind of magical really. So that's my morning routine. I think it's really important not to hit the deck running. Um, I've I've always allotted myself an hour. (laughs) I know it sounds insane, but an hour. I mean, I get up and I sit and drink coffee for no less than an hour.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: One cup of coffee, maybe one and a half cups. It's not like lots of coffee. It's just quality time that's quiet where I try not to be on technology. do my list. read. I do read my little... Devotion for the day. Sure. And then I have this beautiful view here. So I try to tune in to nature a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's Monty.
1: There's, there's a lot to be said about the power of ritual. Yeah. There's He's a lot to be ritual. said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because
0: a lot of things become ritual and we don't realize it or recognize it. And it becomes it starts to own us instead. And that ritual is really just a distraction. So in other words, if you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is reach for your phone and check Facebook. Yeah, that's a ritual, but is it a healthy one? No. <laughs> is no. it helpful to, your, to yourself?
1: No, but it is still, yeah, you're right. It's you're a right. habit. Yeah.
0: And um, it's one that we really have to be mindful of, is how much we're turning to technology to distract us from leading a an easier life, honestly, a richer life, a more meaningful life. Um, not to say there's not some meaning in social media, because here we are, Hello. <laughs> podcasting yep. for social media. Right? Uh, there certainly is, but but carve out that time for yourself for some unplugged time and quality time. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much for the question. If yeah. you guys have more, please post them on YouTube, and we'll read them in the next episode.
0: Excellent, yes. YouTube is our our go-to place for the comments, so do post there. Shall we move on?
1: Yeah. So what is heaviness, and then how does it affect your life?
0: Yeah. So the topic today is how to lift heaviness uh, in your life or from your life, probably is a better word. Really, this concept I wanted to talk about is is from Tai Chi. Now, whether you're a Tai Chi practitioner or not, it doesn't really matter. But we have this concept called double-weightedness. Okay. And double-weightedness is something that we don't want, actually, in Tai Chi. And so just from a physical standpoint, double-weightedness is if I'm standing in Tai Chi stance or uh, moving through Tai Chi, that I have equal weight on both feet. Okay. So shall we do a little push and see what happens?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So if I am um, double weighted, that means that I know we have the table here, but it's okay. As for you guys that are just watching, um, well, I'm just in a stance and I'm putting equal weight into both feet. Now, Blake is doing the same thing. He's in a slightly different stance. But if you have equal weight on both of your feet, mm-hmm. and you need to move quickly. So move your left foot. Okay. Did you see how you had to mm-hmm. like, rock? And did you feel a little stuck? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So when we're double-weighted, we're stuck. All right? So also, if you just push on my hand here, so I'm in my, my double-weighted stance, and Blake pushes me, it comes right back at me. Because I'm double weighted. In Tai Chi, we don't ever want to be double weighted. <laughs> so look at that, your head's outside of the screen. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> okay. I like it. <laughs> All right, but now if I shift my weight a little bit, so I'm not double weighted, and he tries to push me. Hmm. Okay, he's not being successful pushing me. Right. So I'm 70-30, or I could be 70-30. It doesn't matter which arm or which uh, leg I'm, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's right. pretty surprising, isn't it? Yeah. So we don't want to be double-weighted for um, two reasons. One is we have more power when we, we shift that weight a little bit. And um we're more rooted in, in ways, which is kind of opposite of what you would think, right? right? If you're double weighted, you would think, well, I've got both, you know, weight pouring down on both feet. But it also impedes our mobility, our ability to adapt and to change to the situation. Sure. So if you if you tr- listeners try it, Blake tries it, I try it, and we're double weighted. We have 50-50 on our feet. Okay, everybody do that. And then just imagine that you've got to lift one of your feet. Lift it up.
1: Yeah, you can't because you have to transfer ten percent more to this foot to yeah.
0: You're stuck, aren't yeah. you? It's like super glue to the ground. Mm-hmm. But if you shift your weight all the way uh, not all the way rather, but to the other leg, seventy you know, percent, then you can you have a chance of moving that foot a little bit quicker and mm-hmm. easier and lighter. Mm-hmm. So, so that principle of double-weightedness, or not being double-weighted, is, is very important in Tai Chi. In fact, when I transition in Tai Chi to this front leg, then I can lift this leg and I have all sorts of options. Right. So it opens up options. Where I'm double-weighted with both uh, legs full, I don't have those options. I'm stuck. So if you're just listening, I want you to try it. I want you to stand up and put one foot in front of the other, double weight, and try to lift the foot that's behind or the foot that's in front. And you'll feel how stuck you are. Right. And I think in life, we reside there. We reside in that double-weighted spot.
1: Kind of being stuck.
0: We're stuck. Yeah. And it And that would be analogous to that primary energy. We're putting so much focus into the to the obvious that we're not flexible right and we can't we're stuck we can't change we can't make a quick change without completely offsetting everything just like we did in in our shift there right all right so let's explore that a little more here so we just talked about physically being double
1: weighted right
0: What was really fascinating to me is one of my teachers, and I'll I'll put his information down at the bottom of the page, uh, the bottom of our comment sections or description.
1: We'll pin it in the description. Yeah,
0: just because I like to recognize when an instructor or a teacher has given me something valuable. I think we all need to do that. And um, he talked about that being double-weighted is not only physical, and it's not just with our legs or our feet, it could be with our arms, It could be with our vision, Mm -hmm. and it can be with our thoughts. Okay, And that's what I wanted to explore today. So you remember last time we focused on Tai Chi Tom's heart here. Right. And in a way, that's being double-weighted does that make sense am i totally because we
1: were focusing on it
0: we're focusing on it
1: but then you had us uh, us sorry you had me as we were doing it Uh start absorbing more of the room and more of the room and more of the room so i feel like i started out being really focused on it and double weighted and then i started kind of pulling back from it yes is that correct
0: yes and do you remember when you went into the peripheral vision Mm -hmm. that you felt more calm right yeah and you were moving now into more awareness. Right. And so that would be non-double weighted. The reason being is if if I'm if I'm looking at this this pencil, well let's use this notebook. If I'm looking at this notebook, well that, that's the obvious, isn't it? I mean right. here's the notebook. The obvious already has weight, it already has presence. And so, if we then put our focus on the weight, on the presence, that's double weighted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you see? Yeah. Is that, I, you know, help me if I'm not communicating this clearly. No, you are. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm putting my mind on the obvious. Well, <clears throat> then that's double weighted. Rather, if you put your awareness or your mind on all the space around that book.
1: Right. I, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like. For those of you that are listening, I'm holding up a green journal. Yeah. But what color is the bookmark? Well, if you were focusing on the journal, you wouldn't notice that it is orange, purple, and yellow. That's great. So that's, that's what happens when you focus too much and you're double weighted with your vision.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and not only your vision, but your insight right. and your awareness of everything else Around going it. on. Right. Yeah. I mean, isn't that funny? Yeah. As I'm sitting here talking about this, I didn't even notice the bookmark. <laughs> and here he employed what I was talking about right away and noticed this beautiful bookmark, which by the way believe it or not, was hand-woven for me. It's, Look how fine. It's that is. very
1: nice. Isn't it's, this beautiful? Yeah. A
0: Tai Chi student made that
1: for it's me. It was very nice.
0: Yeah. And so we would have missed that altogether had we not had we been focused and double weighted on looking at just the book. Just the book. Yes. Right. So it really is opening up your your vision and your awareness. Um, but it's also expressed in so many other ways. So let's talk about a different way of being double-weighted. Okay. Uh, um, for example, can we go back to your your me time of chopping that tree, tree down?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. Double-weighted would be putting it on my list, mm-hmm. making it a, a, a to-do thing, and fe- putting a deadline on it.
1: Right. Failing
0: the deadline.
1: (laughs) And then having emotions about failing a deadline. Yes. Yes. Instead of just, I'm going to get around to it today.
0: Yes. And not only that, but what did you do?
1: I did it. I accomplished it. it. And I, I didn't. I didn't overly think about it. As I was doing it, I had to keep watching out because I have a new puppy who kept trying to run underneath my ax and (laughs) run underneath my shovel. I know. (laughs) Um, So I got to spend time with my new puppy who loves the outside and just spend some time with myself and my dog.
0: Yes, and you framed it for me time. Right something that you would actually enjoy. Yeah. So you took something that really had a heavy quality, could potentially have a heavy quality to it. The the, the big to-do, this big project mm-hmm. that's been hanging over my head for a year, and I feel terrible about not getting it done. But instead, Blake took this and reframed it to, I'm going to get this done today, and it's going to be me time. Nobody's going to infringe on this. Right. So he took the heaviness, and, and and that double-weightedness, can you feel that? Can you feel that about yourself like when you've got a task that you just really don't want to do? I mean, I can feel it just talking about it. I feel that double-weightedness in my heart and even in my body. But then to turn it around and say, oh, no, I'm going to make this, I'm going to reframe this. I'm going to look at the space around this journal book. Right. Yeah. And I'm gonna look around that task and turn it into something that is your time, your carved out time. And you're, then you're feeding yourself that, that lighter energy. So the, the topic here is that heaviness. And I think when we're double-weighted emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, we are in that heaviness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a human propensity
1: okay.
0: to see the, the negative things that happened in the day.
1: So how do you, how do you, if you see the negative, so Susan really hates doing dishes. <laughs> how doing how that. do you, how do that? everyone hates doing dishes. Oh, okay. uh,
0: yeah.
1: How do you make that lighter? How do you- I made
0: my husband do it. <laughs> okay,
1: fair enough. Cause I had to do the dishes this morning. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but how do you, how, how do I look at that from a different Way yeah, because there's definitely a heaviness Heaviness. around it. There, there's it's a it's a chore. It's a it's a job I have to do. Mm. How do I make it less a chore
0: and less double weighted? Yeah,
1: how do I do that?
0: Because it has to be done, so it already has this weight quality to it, and then it's um I resist our resistance to it. It also brings that heaviness. Right. Um. Gosh, Blake, you're so good at this. Oh, you really are. Thank you. Um, I wrote a book a long time ago. I I haven't done much with it. And I addressed that kind of thing. How do we reframe this? And so you could look at it this way. What do those, what are those plates, what are they, what service are they to you?
1: When they're dirty, they're nothing.
0: But before that.
1: Oh, they feed my family. They feed me and feed my family. Yeah.
0: Didn't you feel your heart lift just (sighs) when you said that? I mean, I felt lightness. I no longer felt double-weighted. Yeah. So then when you pick up that plate, you are preparing it to feed your family again. And, I mean, you could even go as far as when you're, if you're hand-washing, it, it becomes a, an act of love and gentleness and thankfulness, gratefulness. I mean, to this seemingly or inanimate object.
1: Piece of ceramic, yeah. A
0: piece of ceramic, but as you wash it, It's like you're cleaning it off, you're cleaning off the heaviness from it, you're preparing it as a clean slate, but rather a clean plate for the next meal that will sustain your family. And it becomes a loving act instead of a chore
1: a really good way to describe it, and I'm sure everyone listening uh, that also hates doing dishes is feeling a lot lighter, because I definitely feel a lot lighter just hearing it that way. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to beat myself up a little bit, because I did dishes before I got here, and I was definitely heavy the whole time. I was definitely double-weighted the whole time, and looking back, I could have had a much better Opening to my day.
0: Well, it's a skill, you know. It's it's just a, it's an awareness. It's sure. bringing these new thoughts in, and that's why we're doing this podcast, Blake. Yeah. So that more people can start to reinvent the way they look at things and recognize. First of all, now you you're you've got eighty percent of it conquered the dishes in uh, in that way because you're aware now, oh, I had that double-weightedness, and now you've got a strategy next time yeah. you approach it which will change it, be more balanced, um, that it's lighter. It's replacing or at least balancing the heaviness with the lightness. It's it's not to say that, oh, we're going to tap dance into the kitchen and whistle and do our dishes, but it's a better balance now. It's putting it into a bigger context, which is just the same thing as that focus on visual focus, looking at something in tunnel vision, myopic vision.
1: Just, for those of you listening on uh, not on YouTube, we're pointing at Tai Chi Tom's heart right now.
0: Yes, Tai Chi Tom's our skeleton that I use for uh, demonstrating some Tai Chi internal things. So if you focus right there, right on his heart, uh, with tunnel vision or, or myopic vision, this is primary energy, and we're missing out on everything around. If we open up that vision, and we then what's around it? What what is around it? Space. Mm-hmm. And in that space, we can inv- invite in. We can invite in the fact that this plate serves this purpose that is providing something for your family, so yeah. they don't have to eat off the floor. <laughs> you know, yeah. So we can approach many things, and I think that first step is what you just said is being aware of it, Right. Ident- feeling when you're feeling that double weightedness,
1: identifying the fact that you're 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 in a weird place. Um, or you're in a, a not-so-happy place because you're yeah. doing something maybe you don't necessarily like, but trying to frame it in a different sense. Yeah.
0: And and really, unfortunately, I think it's a common place. Yeah. I think we all reside in this double-weightedness um, for the majority of our day and our actions, and we're just not even aware of it. And just dialing in, tuning in, and we, we know what it felt like, right, when we talked about the have-to and that big chore looming mm-hmm. over us. I mean, if you're listening, can you can you tune into your body and feel... My body, now I'm super sensitive. My energy uh, is very sensitive at this point. But I can really feel that my body feels heavier. And Sorry. No, it's okay. okay. It's a sacrifice I'll make right. oh, <laughs> to you. talk about it. But yep. then just talking yep. about reframing it. And, and um, even you know, talking about those plates. And washing those plates with a certain presence of mind and gentleness, um, a tenderness even, now it feels light.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and tune into your body and and maybe even practice those those changes in your mindset uh, without even doing anything so that you can practice being aware of the heaviness, feeling it, and then changing it so that you're not double-weighted and moving more into a lighter context or a wider context. Gosh, interesting stuff, isn't it? Very interesting. Yeah.
1: It, it, I, I think it, it, it just speaks to me on such a deep level because even when I was trying to describe how much I don't like doing the dishes,
0: yeah,
1: your response to that, like, not, not to say, like, she struck me, but it was almost <laughs> like a slap in the face, like, <laughs> like, dude, it feeds your family. And it's like, huh, it does. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Whoops. I like guess
0: <laughs> but it's not something to put yourself down. No, well. no, and I'm not I'm not saying yeah. I,
1: I feel down. It's just like it's so uh, it's so obvious when you take a step back and you stop yes. focusing on the specific and you just kind of like yeah. wider wide angle, wide view it. Right. It's very interesting.
0: And frame, reframing it, um, I think my first Journey into this was with the laundry
1: because
0: okay. that's not something I enjoy doing either. Is the laundry, yeah. But I realize again, just it's Yes, it's a daily or a whatever, every other day task, and it can be mundane and it can be something you just want to get out of the way. But when you reframe it to, I really think there's a lot of symbolism in the in the cleaning. Mm-hmm. You're just sloughing off any of the heavy energy. And you're starting off fresh, right. and any opportunity we have to do that, whether uh, it be just mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or physically, with doing laundry. And so now, when I'm folding my clothes, it's done in a in a tender way. It's done in a more. I don't like to use the word mindful. I think mindful is way overused. Um, being more present sure. with it, and and really enjoying it, taking the feeling the texture of of the clothing, and when I fold it, I'm not looking for perfection, um, but I'm looking for closure. Yep. Like that clothes. those clothes served me last week, I've washed them, we're starting out fresh, and now I'm folding them and preparing them for their new New day,
1: right, right,
0: and that can become more of a almost like a spiritual thing. That that's what you're doing within yourself as well as you engage in that task.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you said um, it served me well last week. Mm -hmm. I think we forget or we don't forget because I think of a tool, and I'm holding up a pencil right now. That's a tool. A Mm -hmm. hammer is a tool. Our clothing is a tool. It keeps us safe, keeps us warm, keeps us generally like unashamed, um, yeah. but clothing is still a tool. It's still something yes. that we've invented, we've made, and we utilize on a daily basis.
0: Right, and uh, again, it's interesting you use the word tool. Perfect. So this tool, this pencil, mm-hmm. uh, how, how effective is it right there just lying on the
1: table? useless it's useless yeah
0: so the tool only becomes useful to us when we touch it right and it becomes an extension of us of us mm-hmm. oh my gosh that was perfect mm-hmm. of us and so therefore when we are um, maintaining that tool we're maintaining
1: us right so doing laundry we're maintaining the t- our, our tool yeah the extension That's, of yeah. us
0: the expression of us So no tool is is by itself effective, and it has to connect to us, and then we employ our mind on it, and then it becomes useful to us. And so therefore, it's an extension of us. Mm -hmm. So any time we're doing some sort of of chore, it really is an extension of maintenance chore, particularly. It's an extension of us, and we're taking care. Ultimately, we're taking care of ourselves. putting it in that context now it's not heavy it's taking care of ourselves which is a a, an important balance that Mm -hmm. we need to carry through our life absolutely yeah (laughs) very nice (laughs) what else
1: Uh, how does double weightedness affect you um, emotionally I think Mm -hmm. I think we got into it a little bit with the dishes because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say I was like angry doing dishes this morning, mm-hmm. but I wasn't happy. Yeah. And, and I mean, not every task should make you happy, but I shouldn't feel the opposite. Yeah. You know, yes. how, how do I, I, I don't know, how do I tap into that other feeling? Yeah.
0: Yeah again that takes practice and we tend to as humans we tend to focus on the negative i, I don't know why that is it's just like we we're just so designed to focus on the negative right i mean we i think we touched on this uh, in a previous podcast where somebody comes up to you and says something marvelous Ah, well I'll just use a YouTube example. I get lots of beautiful comments, really, and thank you for those. Those keep me inspired and keep me going. But you know, you always have the one, right? Of course. They say the one negative thing, and what do you fixate on?
1: The negative thing.
0: We fit right! And it almost negates all of that, that, the beautiful things that have been said. It doesn't. Trust me, if you're saying beautiful things, keep going because it helps a lot. <laughs> but it's that, that negative. Or somebody says something to you in the day that really got under your skin, and other, uh, the rest of the day was smooth sailing. It doesn't even have to be something fantastic or wonderful, but it was smooth sailing. But right. what do we go home and tell our spouse about that one thing, that one thing that got under our skin? So we have a tendency, and that's being double-weighted. It's, I mean, we all do that.
1: It, it's, it's that one thing. You're right. It just it's,
0: seems like, yeah, we just... It we just, focus because, on it. Yeah, we focus on it, and then that focus...
1: We can't let it go.
0: ...brings more life to it.
1: That, that's... why well, I like working with dogs. Because I can get as frustrated as I want, yeah. and then I can see a dog that, like, I have a relationship with, yeah. and I go into the room and I just start playing with it until the doctor comes in and goes, "Blake, what are you doing here?" Oh, sorry, I'm just heading back up front. <laughs> My bad.
0: Well, see, and that's you—you're you, you, answering your own question. You right. ask me how to you. Well, you use—you know what makes your heart sing. Right. And so when we go into that, those heavy emotions, and we all do and some of us struggle with it more than others, have your your list of what lifts your heart. And even if you don't feel like it, make yourself go there. Whether it's thinking about something that brings you joy, or playing with a dog, or mm-hmm. uh, playing with your child or your grandchild, all of these things that we know, they we, we just have to recognize that they're the counterbalance to being double-weighted. And even if we introduce... Them a little bit. In other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't have to, if you're double-weighted and you're feeling that weight, you don't have to replace it with complete uh, non-weightedness for it to be effective. So, in, in, for instance, in Tai Chi, we're never, 50-50 would be double-weighted. Right. But we're 70-30. You see, we're not mm-hmm. 90 um, 10 or 100 0. We're 70 30, and we shift from 70 30 to 70 30. So you could bring 30% of right. lightness in to remedy the 70% of heaviness to give you balance.
1: Right. It's all uh, per- perfect. It's all about balance. Yes. It's all about balance. So yeah. you, you, you can't get rid of 10%. You can't yeah. get rid of 20%. You're right. always going to yeah. have 100% of that's right of weight yes. right you're always gonna have 100 percent. yes but what you can do is you can shift it
0: shift it you can so absolutely
1: you can shift it. you yes. can hope sorry monty uh you can move it from one area to another you can move yes. it from one foot to another foot you can change your outlook on doing the dishes or the laundry yes um those are all in your control
0: yeah and all really just our mind and how we reframe things right um and, and I know there are, cha- believe me, I know there are really life-challenging situations. Um, I didn't share with this you, with you previously, but um, uh, my master, Master William Ting, passed away a couple days before Christmas.
1: I am so sorry.
0: Thank you. Um, what was really interesting is that podcast that we did, which was about three days before he passed, I mentioned him a lot. Yeah, you did. I had no idea this was going on with him at the time and yet I just kept talking about him.
1: Even after after we turned off the podcast, we talked about him.
0: Isn't that funny? Yeah. Interesting, anyway. And then then he passed away. Well, that's really heavy and is that a time to not be double weighted? Um, I think there's a time to allow yourself, to allow the heaviness in, but just don't let it take you over. And so in that instance, um, it was very hard, and uh, I've certainly spent my time mourning, and still am. But what I could do to to balance it was to honor him. Right. To do a, we did a silent qigong memorial for him. Um, I light that candle at every tai chi class now in honor of him. That brings lightness to it. Uh, so. Even in our most challenging times with loss or with illness, with pain, um, you still need to, even if it's 5%, try to bring in some sort of counterbalance to not be double-weighted, to not add it, add to the misery, add to, let it grow by focusing on it. Right. When we focus on it, it grows. It takes us over. And... You, When you're in a lot of pain, you really don't seem to have much control or empowerment over anything. Even if it's just the ability to look out the window and see a bird and be with that bird for one moment, then you're, bringing, you're moving out of double-weightedness. Right. Even if briefly, even if for one breath, you're moving out of double-weightedness. It's the first step, and, it's, and that is empowerment for you. In that one brief moment. Yeah. So I would encourage my listeners, if you are in that place right now, which I know there are a lot of people that are there. I hope that you you gain some a little bit of of space to explore this and don't feel so alone with it, because alone is aloneness is really double weighted too. You're not alone. There are a lot mm. of people out there that are experiencing pain and depression and anxiety and all of those things that create problems for us and make us feel heavy but you have no matter what your circumstance you do have the power and I want you to feel empowered to be able to just for a moment move out of that double weightedness and, and search for the beautiful bookmark for example mm-hmm. that was in this book rather than focusing just on the dark cover of that book mm-hmm. And in doing so, you're breaking that, that pattern of being double-weighted. Now, I have another little story for you on, um, on what you focus on grows. I had a, a, a counselor that I knew, a counselor friend, and he, he said that to me one day, you know, what you focus on grows. And isn't that the truth? Yeah. I mean, you, that's a really powerful statement. I mean, when you think about it, what you focus on grows. So if you focus on all that's going on wrong or that five minutes of that one mm-hmm. person in your day, then yeah, it's going to grow and it's going to become your double-weighted uh, experience.
1: Right. If you have one person that just isn't polite to you and you focus on the fact that that one person wasn't polite to you all day, every other interaction, it doesn't matter if that person is the biggest smile, says yeah. thank you, anything, it, it's all going to seem like it's not good enough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, or it's got a shadow over it. Right. Or worse, you don't even see it. <laughs> you don't even acknowledge that it happened. You don't even acknowledge yeah. that it happened. So Facebook, I feel like, is a, a sort of a mini model of life energy and what you focus on grows. Okay. Um, so I don't know. For one thing, if you've noticed, if you go on Facebook a lot, then you get a lot of comments and there's just a lot of engagement. Yeah. And then there's sometimes where I just pull back and I don't do much on Facebook, and I don't get much engagement. And I don't get a lot of comments or anything like that. The feed becomes less interesting to me, the natural feed that comes through. And um, it it seems to sort of shrink and not become so important to me. Uh, but then once I get back in and I'm posting, and, and then it, it grows and I'm getting more comments and then I get drawn in more and more and more. And so it's I'm I'm feeding it Right. And, I'm, and and it's growing because I'm feeding it. Not only that, but what I feed it changes what the algorithm <laughs> and what they're putting in front of me. And so uh, for instance, my husband's Facebook feed and friends and focus is completely different than mine. Right. And so I really feel like it's kind of an interesting study. It's a little mini model of life energy of what we put in is what we get back. And you can say, well, it's Facebook and it's algorithm. No, I think this is the way life is um, in a way. And of course we have things that come and take us by surprise, um, but in general, I feed it lots of joy and love and flowers and nature and, and that's what I get back from it. Um, my husband's interest is cars so he puts in all these things about antique or golden age cars and so he's built this community of people commenting about that
1: Right, you're putting putting positive energy into something and you're getting positive energy back you're not putting negative energy in there and getting negative energy back
0: Yes, yeah. and so if you put in the negative energy right. and the anger and the confrontation and the, the argumentative attitude, then that's what you're going to get back. What you feed or what you focus on grows.
1: Right, and I, I, I don't, I don't have Facebooks. So I don't. Oh. I. I believe Good you. Good for
0: you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> he's even even better. He's like no weightedness on Facebook. I'm not double weighted, but I'm at least a little more balanced. But he's even better. So.
1: But but you absolutely get what you put in. I yeah. Uh, my wife shows me her Facebook page every once in a while when she sees a cute dog. Yes. All she does is look up cute dogs and cute cows. And so <laughs> all her feed is is cute dogs and cute cows. That's great. You know, yeah. and I think that's really cool that you you made that association that it's it's positivity in, positivity out.
0: Yeah, and activity level as well. Right. Um, That's something you need to be careful of in moving through life that I learned through um, a a very hard experience, but that sometimes the more activity you do, the more activity you generate. Well, that can be a good thing if you're a business person or entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. activity breeding activity. But sometimes it's just activity breeding activity, and you're just busy.
1: Right. I had a... I I was... struggling at one point in my life and a mentor of mine said look a body in motion stays in motion yeah and you just need to start moving
0: oh okay. he's like yes. you're, you're
1: just being a bump on a log yeah you're not doing anything you're sad allegedly uh-huh. get out there go do something you'll okay. feel better
0: so there's an example double weightedness right. um being sad and immobile that's the double weight right move one change one just one it's hard to change when one you're sad one yeah, But if you can't change the sadness, then at least move. Mm-hmm. Then you're, you're no longer double-weighted. Mm-hmm. You're no longer feeding more to the heaviness. That's mm-hmm. an excellent example. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Of course, yeah. of course.
0: So I have a really good um, story that someone showed yeah. me years ago that seems to be a nice example. And many of you may have already heard of this. It's about the two wolves, and it was written uh, apparently of in Cherokee Indian. So I'm going to have Mm -hmm. Blake, with his marvelous voice, Uh, read this Tale of Two Wolves.
1: All right. So that doesn't say an author, but it says, The Tale of Two Wolves. One evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, My son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, doubt, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, forgiveness, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. <laughs> that's just, that's true. Yeah. The one you feed.
0: That's right. You feed the the person that treated you badly that day or you feed the events that happened around that. hmm Yeah. The only thing I would like to change about that story is rather than qualifying the first category is evil and the second category category as good um, in the Tai Chi philosophy uh, we try not to pass judgment on what's good and what's evil sure that's a whole nother podcast that is
1: a whole nother podcast
0: <laughs> so I would rather qualify it by heavy and light right so, that first string of emotions that you were all out. heavy,
1: straight. Yeah.
0: were yeah. the heavy, heavy mm-hmm. emotions
1: anger, jealousy, ego, yeah. all that's heavy.
0: Yes, frustration, uh-huh. depression, all of those are the heavy ones. You know, even just verbalizing them, again, I can feel my heart sinking. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the light, the lighter uh, qualities of joy and love and kindness, consideration the whole string that you read there right. that's what keeps us from becoming double weighted Yeah. any way we can invite that into our lives uh, whether it's something silly like playing with the dog or mm-hmm. your child or uh, something a gracious quiet moment where you're noticing the bird that lights on the branch as you're uh, experiencing maybe something heavy in your life, uh, inviting in a little bit more of the light, lighter energy, we call it light energy, mm-hmm. um, moves you out of that double weightedness of, of lift. That helps you to lift the heaviness in your life. And I, I think it's like any other skill you have to practice it. Right. And then it comes more quickly. Uh, At first, for me, um, it felt sort of, well, let's put it this way. (laughs) When I was younger, it came to me more automatically, actually. Okay. It just seemed to be part of who I was, I think. Definitely was. It was a gift. Okay. But as life encroaches and things happen and our human nature... Takes over. We start to focus on the heaviness. Yeah. And it becomes harder. As, as life starts to crowd us, it becomes harder. Uh, to, and you start to lose touch with, even, that part or that, that lightness that you can have. And that's when you become double-weighted. And so then you almost forgot how, how it was. You have to bring it back in, and you have to practice it. I don't know if that's true of everyone. Some people might already have that and have not lost any of that. But I just think that it's maybe a natural course of life that we start out kind of pure and then we just start to pick up gunk. You know, it sticks to us. (laughs) And if we just let it stick to us, let it stick to us, then we kind of sink Right. and then we, be, then we add to oh my gosh I've got this sticking to me and this and I'm focusing on it and now I'm really double weighted and I'm sinking and all we have to do is just shift our focus a little bit and practice bunking that piece off <laughs> yeah, yeah just uh, whatever yeah. giggle at something, give yourself permission <coughs> to laugh at something or to engage in, in looking at something beautiful um or find the one thing that gives you a flicker of joy in your heart and visit that throughout the day, even if 10 seconds, mm-hmm. and that's your practice. And then it becomes more automatic. And then when you wake up in the morning or you're in your day and you feel yourself feeding the heavy wolf, you can, for a moment, you can switch channels and feed the lighter wolf or mm-hmm. the lighter energy.
1: When you get yourself just kind of moving into that heavy mode, mm-hmm. taking that second, it's, I don't know where I got it from. It may have been from the seven habits, but like, we talk about practice, but you, even if you fake it, yes. even if you just smile, <laughs> yes. even if you just laugh at your coworker's joke that really wasn't funny, <laughs> but you, you smile and you laugh along with it. It's going to release endorphins in your head. You're feeding the right wolf. It's going to start. So even if you can't really practice the good habits, why don't you just fake the good habits? There you go. That will lead to practice, and that will lead to feeding the right wolf.
0: All right, so if you're in my Tai Chi studio, you're (laughs) thinking I told Blake to say this, but I didn't. This is why you're so incredible. It's just like, I don't know. It's that uh, reverberance, uh, the, the... I, this is just amazing because, you know, I have three rules when you start my Tai Chi class. Okay. One is um, no pain, Okay. always move within comfort, so no pain. Pain is heavy, so we would sure. double weight it if we bring in more pain, right? The other is no stress, so you leave the stress at the door. Love it. And then the third one is fake it till you make
1: it. Love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
0: there's a lot of value into faking it even or pretending. Even if you don't feel it. Right. Um that just pretend it just like yeah. you said. And somehow that lights that it's like the candle wick that's just smoldering and you pretend that it's light lighting and one day it lights. Right. And you feel it. And then you're even just pretending you're offsetting that double weightedness. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was really really great. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I think our time is actually running out. Any last questions or comments or closing comments that we might add to this Ah, once again a fantastic conversation
1: absolutely i think we talked a little bit on you know if you're in a rut if you're in a in a bad place and you you can't figure out kind of how to get yourself out of it and we talked about finding the thing that sparks joy finding the thing that Mm -hmm. makes you smile um there have been times, and I know Susan has been this before, where in our own mind we think nothing will make us smile. We think nothing can pull us out of our rut. Reach out to someone. There's oh. someone out there. The, the small amount of joy that you spark in someone else will spark it in you as well. Yeah. So if, if you can't think of anyone to, to make happy, to make yourself happy, because I know it sounds selfish, but it works. Leave a comment for Susan. <laughs> Say how great we're doing.
0: <laughs> there you go. Say do something
1: <laughs> like that. Be really nice to your waitress. Do do something small. Yeah. And it's gonna make you feel better. There's always someone out there willing to help you out.
0: Oh gosh, that's another fan fantastic point and another strategy. Yeah, actually.
1: It, it sounds selfish, but I, it, sometimes I help people to feel better.
0: Ah, oh, but it's the. Non-double-weighted selfishness. Right. Selfish would be I'm calling my friend because I'm really in the dumps and I want to draw her into my dumpy world.
1: No. That's selfish. Yeah, that's...
0: But I'm feeling in the dumps and I'm going to um, take uh, flowers over to my neighbor. Mm Mm-hmm. That, even because I know that's going to make me feel better. That's not double-weighted. Right. That's uh, really... Really a great strategy to reach out, even the smallest thing, like, like Blake said. Even the
1: smallest thing, something you think won't matter at all.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you just never know what kind of impact the smallest gestures have on another person. And wouldn't it be great if we could just have those little moments that we that we feed the light energy, that we get out of the double-weightedness? Because when I move out of double-weightedness and I touch you, then you're also moving out of double weightedness. Mm-hmm. Remember, I think it's our human nature to be in double weightedness, but what if we all worked together to just like dropping a little bit of lightness into everybody's life and moving them out of double weightedness and yourself? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Excellent. Always takes on its own life. It does. What we talk about. It does. Like I have some ideas of what I think it'll be, and then it turns out into something even better.
1: Good. Good. I'm happy.
0: Yeah. So thank you all for joining us once again for effortless living, and um, learning a little bit more about removing or lifting the heaviness in your life. And we hope to see you again. Thanks a lot. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye everyone.